Welcome to The Danger Room, a Marvel Crisis Protocol podcast focused on helping you to prepare for the opponents you are yet to face. We discuss strategy, tips, tricks, and things you should be considering to level up your gameplay. You can continue the conversation with us on our free Discord, and if you've been enjoying our podcast, please consider supporting us on Patreon if you're in a position to do so. Links will be in the show notes. This is a competitive-focused podcast, so bear in mind that our opinions are focused through that lens. Regular members include Jacob, Sploosh, Mike, and Chewy. Welcome back to another week of The Danger Room. I am hosting today, and I'm with Sploosh and Chewy. What's up? Hey, what's, what's up, up? man? How you doing? Mike we... DeLuca, the person that said I. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't have a British accent, and I'm not Sploosh and Chewy, so there's only one choice left, right? Oh, true, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Uh, cool. We are, the three of us are freshly back from NashCon. Yep. And Sploosh took home the dub. Congrats. Thank you, man. Um, yeah, I, I think that it's worth noting you went four and one with nearly the same exact roster and it was just tough tiebreakers to get ninth. So like I think combined we did twelve and one, so that's pretty cool too. I I think you just got a little less luckier than I did is all. So Yeah, I just need to uh not throw my round ones in every event. <laughs> yeah you it's do. kind of your thing for 2022 isn't it yeah i like either go undefeated or lose my round one it's, there's no in between yeah it's heartbreaking to see though um and I, I like i got lucky multiple times throughout that event it was it was like my moment to finally uh collect on all the weird variants i've had lately true yeah we all kind of <laughs> memed it up in the league so it's nice to actually get back to doing well yeah felt good Chewy, how'd you do, man? Uh, all right, man. So I got 14th. Uh, went three and two in the event um, with Brotherhood. Um, you know, uh, just kind of like my final hurrah, basically my last hurrah with this team um, at this point in time. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I did better than I thought I would do. Honestly, I thought I would. Uh, you guys know, um, you know, I haven't been playing as much online, you know, because you know, I've been playing locally more, and. Um, you know, I got a couple games in against the Boogeyman, right? And then uh wasn't going so well, and I was kind of down on what I was doing. Um, but I honestly, I, I went into the event, and um, I did better than I thought I would, actually. And, uh, and the fact I went 3-2 and two and getting 14th was cool. Um, so I'll take it. <laughs> you know, that's top 16, so that that's good enough for me. Hell yeah, dude. Honestly, yeah. Uh, with that... With that- I mean, the event was like, what, 64 people or something yeah, like that? Yeah, 64. And they could have easily done a top 16 cut, and it probably would have been it would have been just as fine because oh, just sure. that, that many people. They just don't have enough time on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for those of you who don't know or are unfamiliar with NashCon, NashCon's an event hosted in Nashville by Nate from the Gamers Guild and Gronko. And uh, it was super fun last year. Uh, it was super fun this year. Except it was like a megalodon shark tank. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was like uh, double in size, and it was supposed to be over eighty people, but I guess a ton of people very last minute just didn't show. That's usually how it goes, right? Mm-hmm. LVO is same way, same way as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's just a lot of uh, IRL variants, right? With flights and COVID still, and you know who knows. 
your dog, kids. Kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a reference to COVID dog, yeah. but uh, I've heard some some weird stories. Uh, but yeah, <clears throat> so we're back. Uh, we had a great time. Thank you, Nate, for hosting it again. Um, there's potential. There's talks that they might r- remove themselves from the NashCon event and just host it by themselves, which I think would be great. We could just get more rounds or something, more time in the venue. They can start on Friday or something. There's a lot of benefits to that, but hey, it's a huge undertaking, so I don't envy them. Yeah. Um, Nate mailed me my super cool wooden trophy as well, which yeah, I, I put on my wall next to my computer just recently. Nice. Feels good, man. Hell yeah. <clears throat> All right, so we talk about what we played. Um, Sploosh and I played Morgan Reed's Avengers basically identically. I don't think we really, we didn't change much of anything. I think like one crisis. Um, we'll get yeah. to that in a minute. Uh, Chewy, what'd you play? Me, it was uh, Brotherhood. Um, you guys know I've been uh, debating what I want to do with this roster because of uh, something in the game that's that has annoyed me. <laughs> um, you know, we don't got to get into all that. But like, um, I played Brotherhood. Um, I've changed the list maybe a whole bunch of times. But like Friday night, um, you know, I was getting to the point where I was like, okay, because I brought Malikas with me. Y'all saw him there, right? I mean, he came with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I, 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 I just wanted to like, I sat, I just wanted to sit on it Friday night and be like, okay, look, do I need this? Do I need to bring this character in to play or, or should I just go through it, grind and figure it out? Right. Granted, I'm not expecting to like do too well. So I was just like, do I just take this time and go through five rounds? And just try to learn the match as best I can, right? So I went with the Brotherhood, and I changed up the roster a little bit. I went with, I put in Ghost Spider. That was that was a change, and I put it back in Scarlet Witch for no more mutants. Basically, um, the idea with Ghost Spider was just lifesaver. If I can lifesaver one time, once or twice, um, and I'm scoring points, that's a win for me. Um, and that was it, really. That's what I went with. Um, I just stuck with it and uh, didn't put in the, the Boogeyman. And, um, you know, it turned out actually better than I thought. So, yeah, that's what I played. I have to ask why you didn't just play a different affiliation or whatever. Like, you just felt like you had too many reps and too little time to abort the mission. Or... Yeah, it was just uh, mm. there wasn't anything else I felt confident in. So, like, the only other thing I could play that I felt confident in was uh, Shadowland Daredevil. And I've been playing a little bit of that. And I understand how to play that team a little bit. Um it was just not enough reps with anything else. Um, like if I would have, like, let's say if I were to pick up your guys' Avengers list, I probably might have done worse because I didn't practice it. Right? Granted, not yeah. to say that it's, you know, I, it probably takes me a couple games to figure out. Right? But still, I just didn't feel confident in it. Um, and honestly, I just wanted to grind through one more tournament, like you know, one more tournament with with Brotherhood. Right? Yeah. I've been doing it for so long. I'm like, uh, just go for it, man. So. That's all it was. You're talking to someone who played X Men in the last TTS season, and <laughs> you know, like, there's that love you have, right? That yeah, that's all. That makes you want to push through and maybe prove that they can succeed. Yeah, but uh, you know, when the meta kind of shifts on you, yeah, sometimes it's like you just it just hurts because you've put so much practice into that one thing, and mm-hmm. maybe you just don't feel comfortable switching, so you just kind of grit your teeth and hope you can get through it. Yeah, that's all it um, was. Um, and yeah. like I said, I. It, I was literally to the point where I'm just going to play three wide Malekith, Magneto, Juggernaut. 
that's literally the, the point I was getting to. I was like, I'm just going to do that and just enjoy myself. But I abandoned it. I was like, eh, we'll just get yeah. through this, man, and figure it out. So. Yeah, I'm. <clears throat> you're feeling, like I said this privately to you, but you're feeling the same way I did when I was playing Web Warriors and then yep. Juggernaut came out. Yep. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah, it right. really sucks when you know you're doing really well with something. You have a lot of reps with it. You're having fun, and then there's a release that comes out and just hoses your entire list. It's really frustrating. Yeah, it's very frustrating. And of course, I get told, uh, you know, I'm not going to say anything, but of course, I get told, "Oh, you can do it. You can do this." I'm like, "Listen, dude, I've ran it. I know what it is. Like, it, it, any matchup is winnable. Is it favorable or even?" is the question, right? Like what I mean by favorable yeah. is, is it in my favor? No. Is it even? No. So it's just really bad, dude. Like just run Malekith into Magneto. It's done. Run Magneto into Juggernaut. It's done. I know I've been given suggestions like run Colossus. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> I sold that four times, put it in but fighting yeah. game terms, I feel like Malekith into brother. It's like an 80, 20 or like a 70, 30. It'll be like, uh, yeah, I would say 70-30. It would be a 7-3 matchup. Like, if I played it 10 times, it would be a 7-3 matchup. I Those three times, I would win, right? And the other seven, I would just be hitting my head against the wall. It's just like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and again, like, I've tried everything possible. So, um, outside of running Colossus, which, again, I've tried to explain to people, like, it, the math kind of doesn't work sometimes. And uh, it's just... You know, if Colossus moved medium, I wouldn't have a problem, but it moves small, unfortunately. So if it gets chucked, then what? Then it's like, okay. It, it, that's all it is. Um, I, I, I'll i just hold off until more releases come out. Like, I still think, uh, I know they said Pop and Blyro, bleh, Pop, Pyro and Blobber on the way. Let's see what they do and if they can help in this matchup a little bit. Um, we'll see. I don't know. Time, time will tell. I'll be back. It's just, I just got to wait and see. That's all. Well, I just want to add one last thing is like we're talking about matchups like affiliation versus affiliation, but I do think that it's worth discussing just the fact that also Brotherhood don't like it when like it seems like almost everyone's playing pay to flips. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like if you go to this really tall team and everyone's just running around everywhere, it just doesn't seem like a great idea to, to you know, that, that situation is mm-hmm. just not great. Uh, yeah, it's you know, just not. We go on and on, and I feel like we've explained it many times, but it's worth repeating that like pay to flips aren't just popular because, you know, um, it counters kingpin, but also it's like really anti like tall lists with a very few amount of characters. It allows like teams to just kind of run around and do like marathon sprints, and the nature of that game is worth discussing in a future episode. But uh, it's just. You know, not, not a good look for it, it. Like pressures teams too with like kind of weaker action economy and teams that don't really want to run around a lot. And that's describing, in my opinion, like definitely Magneto. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's not great for you either, right? Like the matchup, like you said, is already not great. Right. And then you add in the objectives that seem very popular right now. And- right. It's just a it's just a bad combination right now. And, and the fact that uh, I know a lot of people don't talk about this, but like climbing gear being gone was a huge hit to Mags. And uh, Indomitable going to Restricted was another huge hit to Mags. Not to say that Indomitable should not be restricted. That's not the conversation. It's just when I don't have to restrict myself playing that card, it helped me out because Magneto hates to be thrown. So if you throw Magneto, it's kind of hard, right? 
So yeah. climbing gear and indomitable negated both, you know, negated that two times. So, mm-hmm. you know, I got nothing really to bring them in the game outside of asteroid M. So once asteroid M is burned, I have to make that activation count. And if it doesn't count, then it's like, okay, go throw Magneto. Uh, okay. Well then go do this. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just a wrap. So it's fine though. We'll, I'll, we'll be back. Don't worry. So I, I know you're dancing around it, and I don't. This isn't going to become a Malekith episode, but it's worth noting, like, just saying it out here, is that Magneto hates Malekith. Uh, yeah. Magneto can't reroll into him. Uh, Malekith uses energy, so Magneto will have to keep burning energy to get extra defensive dice. And then Magneto's anti throw me- mechanic doesn't actually function against Malekith's is... charge, which a lot of people I don't think know that, which is why I'm mentioning it. Yeah, not a lot of people know that. That actually won a game, by the way, for me because of that. Yeah, real quick, I'm going to interrupt you uh, just for the listeners. When Magneto pays his two dice to get defense dice, it says he can't be pushed or thrown from the attack. Malachis' attack is not actually doing the throw. It's Malachis' ferocity charge that does the throw. So Mags would pay, get his extra dice. If he still takes damage, he gets thrown. Yes, correct. Um... So, and all it takes is one damage, by the way, which is easy for him to do. It's, he goes through refraction, too. That's another thing. He has Pierce. He goes through refraction. The la- There's just layers, man. There's just a lot of layers to it. Um, I mean, I've already, I've, already frust- I've already talked about my frustration with the fact that his charge goes through Magneto's shield. I think that's absolutely ridiculous and dumb. Um, I don't think anybody should go through his shield, but that's that's just me. But it is what it is. That's that's the That's where we're at. And yeah, you know. Yeah, and right. I know too. You've done some videos on your kind of post Nashcon discussion, so if people are curious more about this, oh <laughs> you, yeah, you definitely know, watch them. Kind of yeah. <laughs> you can hear me talk about it. So <clears throat> cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, moving on to you know everyone's favorite and our hated Avengers. Uh, <laughs> for what, the listeners Mike? who don't know. Sploosh and I hate Sam Wilson with a burning passion. <laughs> oh, man. That, is not, that is not irony in any way. We absolutely hate this character. Uh, true. Um, <laughs> I, I don't honestly think that my Sam missed more than like one attack in the entire event. And almost every time I rolled dice with Sam, I just said, you know, I just love throwing shields. And I was saying that with ultimate sarcasm. And you're just basically fueling all the rage that I have for Sam Wilson into his shield throws. And man, nothing feels better than just slinging shields with Sam Wilson. <laughs> yeah, the amount of times where like you do damage, they're like, I have cover. I'm like, no, you don't. Or yeah. like, uh, or it's like, I'm going to push you now. And then I'm going to ricochet. And then I did damage again. I'm going to push this character. It's like, oh, you're in the deployment zone? That sucks. Yeah, my round what did we play five rounds my round five game was on gamma and i i threw a shield on like turn one hit i don't remember who the main character was but i pushed them back which then let me i think it might have been cage but um and then it ricocheted off cage into loki then put loki behind the deployment zone because he hadn't activated yet and then the next turn i I think I, I threw a shield and like literally dazed. I think I dazed like a bull, uh, bullseye and then ricocheted that into cage 
and then push Cage back into like um, I think it was even two shields, but for I know for sure Cage was basically hanging out where the uh, character cards were, which it, it's not a good look when ever there's never a good moment where someone's characters are hanging out with the character cards because they're very far <laughs> back, you know. Yep. <laughs> And uh, I'm just like, just Sam throwing shields over here. Don't mind me. Yep. <laughs> and just doing it at absolute safety. You know, these characters were all like in cover. Did it matter? Uh, I don't even think I could see Bullseye because he was behind like a size three building. But it didn't matter. Sam doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it just it was filthy, you know? Yeah, you hate to see it. Yeah. Um, but so getting back off the little bit of a tangent. Yeah. and I basically we we came off a little bit of history here. We came off of uh, just I played like Web Warriors and Shadowlands in the league, and Spoosh played X Men. Um, I was a little I was a little frustrated at least Spoosh possibly um, just not playing stuff that felt super great. Um, I was just I knew what a bunch of busted characters were. I was just looking at, you know, it's like, what are Morgan and Pat playing? And Pat's playing Guardians with Thanos, and I'm like, I hate Guardians. just find them boring. Um, I'll get what Morgan's playing, and I'm like, okay, well, this is just all the characters that are good. And I hate Sam, so maybe I should just, like, feel my rage. <laughs> uh, and I was like, to be honest, I can't think of anything better than this. So I just started playing it, and then uh, our little sploosh and Dean caught on, and we all just started playing it. And we were like, yeah, seems fine. And Dizzard is playing Malekith, and we ran some games into that, and it felt really good into Malekith. So that was positive. Um, I don't know, Sploosh, you got anything to add? Well, my start was a little different. You, you, de- you definitely put this on my radar, but for me, it was more talking with uh, Utility Cookie about Avengers and Malekith. And originally, I remember I was on the like this. I wanted to play Steve and I figured, you know, I, I, I was like, oh, I'll play Steve with like versatile strategy. Cause Sam is busted with Steve too. Um, but, and then also you could just, you know, switch the leaderships and that was my original idea. And then I would, I wanted to play like Avengers, like more aggressively where like you can just kill stuff and like cookies, Mr. Like fish people in and kill them. Um, and I think, you know, and then I had like no pay to flips. I really wanted to play like Fisk and Terrigen, have like more of like a brawly like turn one, mm-hmm. uh, which in my head sounded amazing. But then after some testing, it just never panned out because of a million reasons we could talk about. Um, I just, I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm open to this discussion, but I think you kind of have to choose Steve or Sam. You can't really go both. Um, I think they're totally different lists, honestly. I agree. I think though, when you play, when you decide to play Steve, you bring Sam, but you're never really planning. You're not bringing the other characters that Sam wants to build around. Yeah, and there is like Steve's just like a totally different game plan. I also think too that like, and I I've heard people talk about this, but first of all, I see Steve Steve as like kind of a combo thing, which we like briefly touched on and during our Legacy Virus conversation. But I don't. We definitely didn't give it maybe the respect it totally deserves. Yeah. Um, but you know, watching sooner get basically obliterated by legacy virus without actually any combat. Um, you know, that's definitely a version of Steve that exists. And then there's definitely something to Heimdall and Steve probably, but the point being that like 
the Steve roster's actually just playing a different game than Sam. I, I think the Steve roster's trying to like do cheesy stuff, and and that's just my side of it. I'm people love this stuff apparently, but I don't like playing a game with no interaction in that manner where it's a lot of like turn one shenanigans and like running away and like it's it goes back to like the old like dash guard asgard runaway stuff um you know using voodoo and toad and black cat right to do degenerate stuff yeah um i'm cool i like i don't judge people like competitively for playing that way either and i think like there's probably some counterplay but i find it hard to believe you can win a whole tournament playing like that anyway because i think eventually especially with malkith even coming out the whole like runaway thing in my head seems like very hard to pull off consistently or if your opponent's just like playing voodoo yeah well exactly and so i was trying i was thinking like what if because like one thing we, we agreed on the all of us i think was like juggernaut hulk and malekith are kind of crazy yes. so and all three of them actually function with steve because like hulk can do like maybe avengers assemble to to cost leap um juggernaut can do his like charge still have power left and maybe like do like a grab and run and Malekith can kind of do the same, but well, not not really. But he does have the extra power for like a skull thing on his first attack. Because Malekith's first attack is usually his worst on turn one, so mm-hmm. anything that'll help him out, it could be cool. Um, but I just I just learned after playing it that like, especially Steve's also for threat, and like that's hard to deal with. And then Malekith's very expensive, so actually like getting Malekith and Steve consistently together, and then having like say two big. Mu- minis like say malekith hulk steve or whatever just gets pretty pricey and then i find like i guess we we both you and i might know this but like whenever you're trying to count on hulk to actually kill stuff you're going to be disappointed i'd say like 50 percent of the time at least yeah yeah and so i was quickly learning like i was doing like smash and trying to do all the things people talk about all over discord and it just never actually panned out the way i thought it would um which kind of made me sad. Real quick on Hulk, Morgan on on Strike Better has gone on and said, you know, he thinks Hulk is the best character in the game. Hulk is amazing, et cetera, et cetera. I actually agree with him for the most part. I don't know if I go so far as to say he's the best character in the game, but he's definitely in the top. Agreed. And I just think there anyone who thinks otherwise probably just doesn't play Hulk very well. Um, Hulk feels like Enchantress sometimes, like old Enchantress, where he just is going to go last and move their entire team. And yeah, he has like amazing action economy. His, you know, his leap is just a free move. So he can always like punch twice or something or just move three times um, or four times if you burn a symbol. <laughs> so you can just get a single extract and be on the other side of the table a lot of the time. And uh, he's just extremely hard, difficult to deal with. And um you just need to play him as a control character. If you're trying to play demons downtown, like smash people, you're going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, well, so yeah, basically all my dreams of like Avengers being an attrition team were shattered. Um, and sure. Like maybe you'd have some kind of decent turn ones, but like that's, that was kind of the extent of that. Um, and I just kind of threw it out there. And then what also kind of threw it for me was, we were playing games again to like Kingpin and, and it just did not go the way I thought it would. Like in my head, it's like, Oh, we could just kill Kingpin's characters like quickly and early. And it's just like, not true, <laughs> not reliably anyway. 
And then the problem is like Kingpin can kind of just swarm you and like the threats just like don't work. So like a lot of like playing this list I find is going last. Would you agree with that, Mike? Like, Yeah, at the heart, this list is like, it's a control list through and through, unless you bring Malekith, in which case you could pivot to killing people. Yeah. Um, but Malekith is really your only consistent killer. Everyone else is like, if you push damage through, that's cool, but oftentimes you're just attacking for like wild triggers and you're just throwing people around. Yeah, and I would summarize, I would summarize Juggernaut and Hulk is very similar to me that again not reliable offense for juggernaut but the thing that they do well is they just don't die and not dying is super relevant when you're trying to activate that character last right so what you what so then going back to what i was trying to say there earlier is that i found if i wasn't activating last um it was really bad for me and so the problem with kingpin is like they can just spam characters and kind of always go last and just by the nature of their leadership being kind of obnoxious, they could probably do something in their last activation to kind of ruin everything I was trying to do. And then they gained so much momentum that it kind of just doesn't matter. Have, like a few turns into the game, you're kind of just losing. Um, so, and it's like the problem is everything's kind of so, like if you're trying to play these like bigger characters like Juggernaut or Hulk, like you're, you're going to have less activations than like the Kingpin player. So even though, in my opinion, Avengers actually could beat like a vast majority of the game, like on Fisk and Terrigen, that like bad matchup scared me away, and I was very disappointed, honestly, because I'm getting really bored of playing pay to flips. <laughs> like this is the honest truth, you know. Like I just didn't want to do more pay to flip, and then boom, I'm playing mutants, spider portals, and sword into Nashcon. <laughs> like, man, I'll tell you too. I've, I've heard people say that, like, I don't change my mind much, but dear God, if you saw me in the last few weeks running up to NashCon, I changed my roster so many times and took so much yeah, advice yeah. from Mike and just the group we were testing with. Um, and, like, 100%, I owe these guys, um, you know, Chewy, Mike, the end, um, and even Dizzard. the of Dizzard, yeah, Dizzard, yeah. Um, just giving us suggestions. Uh, and just taking in what they're saying. And you know? Cookie, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's true. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Even though Cookie's a bad influence, because he keeps trying to feed my aggressive side. Like, oh, Cookies. No, bad. Like, spray him with water. Like, back, Cookie. He's like, come yeah, on. Do you want to play brother. Smash? He's like, you can yeah. play Smash. I'm like, bad, Cookie. No. Because, cookie, like, uh, I literally uh, played it, and, like, I, I I, don't know. I bet you there's people out there right now that are like, oh, I love Smash with Malekith and Hulk, and even maybe Juggernaut. But... Uh, I don't know, man. There's, it's so hard to fit 10 taxes cards. And then like the odds of like that perfect size three, like being middle. And then if your opponent sees it, they could probably just throw it on turn one or something playing specific characters. Like, I don't know, like theoretically vision or like juggernaut could just crash through it. Right. Hulk can throw things on turn one. There's Angela's out there. There's Maws and like, I just think, and smash is size range one. If it was range two, I think I'd have a different opinion. Um, it felt a anyway. lot better with Dormammu because A, Dormammu can break size 4 with it. And yeah. B, Dormammu can teleport before playing the card. Malekith, like, kind of has to be next to it already because his charge is not, you know, a teleport. Mm -hmm. So, it just well, feels really awkward. Also, you know, uh, when we fought many Malekiths, uh, like, I probably was going last. <laughs> and right. 
I just moved them away from the thing they planned on smashing. Exactly. And for the love of God, I could even throw uh, Malchus into the size three and he'll just break it. That's actually, <laughs> yep. dude, I don't, I'm curious with you guys, like how many times you were just breaking things by throwing stuff into oh, things. Oh, same here. It was oh. like comical to me how often I would just throw Malchus and break like these pretty large objects, you know? It was just, it's just weird, right? Because we're so used to like, oh, like, you know, that dumpster or whatever size one thing will break. Maybe like pretty rarely a size two will break. But when you're breaking like size threes, it's just weird. It's like, oh man, that's crazy. Felt like a Godzilla battle or something. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the game right now, right? And Yes. So like you talked about like what we were playing and basically things like what we were concerned about was like a Malekith Cabal definitely going to be a factor and then kind of phased out brotherhood from being top tier something to worry about because you've malekith you just jam them into that kills them guardians was a question mark x-men figured was going to be popular they ended up not being popular no uh, in fact twitty was going to be there and we're figuring he's going to play x-men he ended up not he played like convocation foes right <laughs> twitty people don't know is He's had pretty great success playing in the TTS League with X-Men. Yeah, he's been on our pod. Uh, yeah, and I interviewed him. he made cut. He was one of my last opponents season seven. Did he make cut season eight? I feel like he did. but I'm not sure. I, I could be know. mistaken, yeah. Mike, I do want to cut. I, I, I want to hit what you're saying, but we should probably mention at least the characters and the fact that every, we'll put in the show notes a link to the list of the tournament. Um, do you, you want me to just read them off real quick? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, uh, in alphabetical order, we have Black Cat, Black Widow, this the two-cost version, uh, Sam Wilson, Hood, Hulk, Juggernaut, Luke Cage, Malekith, Toad, and Vision. Um, but yeah, I, I was mostly afraid of um, Guardians, personally. Um, because, yeah, so yeah. Guardians traditionally have a good matchup into Avengers, because Avengers attrition is... Like the the attrition factor for Avengers is like inconsistent, and Guardians can just like outnumber you and just blow you up, just with numbers of characters. But uh, I think Malekith is a huge problem for them potentially, and they often go last because they're super wide. So like if you just go narrower than them with Malekith, they're probably not having a great time. Yeah, I mean that's what I. Speaking about uh, Guardians, that was my first game that I played. It was against Guardians Malekith, and that's what I did in my matchup. So I lost Pryo, and it was uh, Demon's research base. And I chose 16 threat. <laughs> Just to let you know, I chose 16 threat. Because I knew, I was like, okay, he's going to go four wide at 16 with uh, with Guardians. And I went four, I went three wide with, uh, with Magneto Hulk Rogue at 16. And it worked out pretty well because I ended up getting priority again. <laughs> and then I could go and end up, you know, I could still play my game and still be first and all that and do what I need to do. So just to piggyback off that. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I, I think so, like, my fears going in, uh, maybe we could talk about what we all expected. Like, I know you kind of built it up, but, like, for me, what the thing that scares me about Guardians is just they have such a cheap core that – they can kind of like match you pound for pound and then their core is really good. Um, like 
Rocket and Groot are so nasty. Um, you know, Deadly Duo almost feels like an all you've got with no consequences. Uh, and then Deadly Duo can help pay for like Follow Me, which has been a card mentioned frequently recently that a lot of people feel should be restricted or banned. Um, but they play Follow Me quite well. Um, and I- I'm just going to mention it since I'm on the topic. I think Groot's nasty, man. Like the fact that Groot can root. And then I had somebody, uh, well, really by somebody, I mean like my semifinals opponent. He did no matter the cost with Groot and to do the, like the big I am Groot attack, which staggers and throws. Um, and that was gas, man. Um, I think he even did it twice. It's fuzzy. I'll be honest with you. Probably my worst game of the entire event was that semifinals game. I don't know what it was. I didn't get great sleep the night before. But I was doing some really derpy stuff in that game. <laughs> um, I was just kind of like out of it a little bit. It's, it was a long weekend, you know. I mean, I, you know, I didn't stay in the hotel. So it's like, you know, my friends, I got to wake up early. And, you know, we drive there and, you know, all that. And then it's a late night because, of course, after the event, everybody wants to go out for dinner and have a good time, which, mm-hmm. of course, right? That's like some of the most fun of going to an event. But then that next day, it's like, play a game, be up early again, drive over there. And then by that, like, semifinal game, I was kind of out of it. I made some weird bloopers. Um, but, yeah, like, the uh, follow me, no matter the cost and deadly duo, is crazy. And, you know, they, they, they can play some pretty awesome characters since they're so cheap. So I was really sweating it. And then their rerolls, right? So it just puts them over you on just, like, their output. Um, it was definitely, like, one of my biggest fears. Yeah, Guardians are definitely still scary. I, I still need to like run that matchup some more. <clears throat> but like I said, I think Malakit's a good start into mitigating it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. All right, I'm going to pivot over a little bit. Chewy, do you have any notable games that like opponents you played against, yeah. what they were playing, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah. So my first game was against Absolute Matt, and uh, he was playing the Guardians uh, uh, Malakith. Uh, that I was talking about, Boy. and uh, I'm just gonna go. Yeah, this is the game. I just I already mentioned it, so I, I kept it to 16. I know if I go 19, I'm screwed, and the reason is because they're gonna have more characters, right? And they're gonna just it's just gonna be hard from there, right? One more character, and it's like, oh great, I can't go as wide as they as they can, right? Yeah. So I kept it at 16, and the strategy was, and I've been practicing this. I don't know if people have noticed this in my games. I've been doing this on purpose. Uh, I've been playing the Brotherhood like more cagey. Like I just sit them back. I don't really do anything with them. I just kind of move them in position, and I just wait. And I'm like, okay, let me just take my time, right? Um, so that's what happened. And then, long story short, um, you know, everything was working out well. We had a tie game going into round five. Basically, it was round, f- round going into round six. It was nine to nine, right? Jeez, that's low, dude. It was low, and the reason why I kept it low is because. I kept go I kept putting Hulk into Malekith, and I kept literally Spender throw almost every single time, right? And it was just keeping Malekith away from everybody else. And then once I got rid of Malekith, right? Because mm-hmm. I had Pryo the entire time because I went three wide versus his four. So once that happened, I would move up Magneto and Rogue to deal with the other characters. And Magneto and Rogue did the rest of the work to the other characters. Um, there was even a turn where I went with Hulk, one shot rocket, pushed him back, and then I did something else or whatever. 
And then, you know, Magneto Rogue did their work and did what they needed to do. So basically it went into last round. Um the turn before Rocket somehow survived two enter two attacks from Rogue. I asked Red and her in. And and she he just survived both attacks. I don't know how. He just did. Um if that happens, I would have scored the research base and I probably just guaranteed the victory there, but it didn't happen. So going around six, um, Rogue was on one health left. Um, Gamora was on her injured side and I went Magneto into Gamora, killed her. And I took two attacks by the way. So it was out of attacks. And I think I threw, and I think I did nothing to Malekith, right? I was like, there's nothing. I mean, what's the point? I'm going to throw like a size three build. Like, what's the point? I'm just going to gas him some more. Right. Um, and Malekith was on his injured side too. So I finally dazed him at some point in the game and it helped me out. What he ends up doing is he ends up butchering a Thor's into Rogue to place within run a one a Rogue. She was still on her or in her healthy side. Goes within one, goes on a research base, and kills Rogue. Obviously, right? And I'm like, that's game I lose, right? <laughs> so wait, that's game I lose. He then does an attack into Magneto, and I didn't say anything. He didn't charge or nothing. He just didn't attack, and I was like, okay, cool. Force projection, right? Survived, lived on one. That was the end of his activation. I move within one of the of the the burning portal, attack Malekith, push him off the research base. I win by one, ten to nine, after round six. <laughs> wow. So that was get yeah, that was game one. And dude, I was the happiest person on the planet because I've been having a rough go of it, and it's like I finally got one, right? I was like, I got one. Got one and over Malekith. I got one over Malekith, and it was against a pretty good player. And I was like, okay. So I'm not a complete moron, right? So I'm like, it's maybe maybe I'm not bad, right? So I'm like, okay, cool. And then that was round one, by the way. Yeah, yeah. so at the end of the game, I did, I did tell Matt that he could have charged and won the game. Um, He's like, really? He didn't know that. He did not know that force projection uh, doesn't work on Malekith. He did not know that. Um. And I told him, I told him after the game though. I didn't walk away from the game and not tell him that. I told him afterwards, and he and he we looked it up, and I was like, yeah, it, it works. And he he had him, you know, he was beating himself up over it. Uh, but yeah, so, um, yeah, so pretend, yeah, so that's what happened there. So game two is to be quick. I played against Peyton uh, again, again Malekith again. Uh, he played straight Malekith though with Cabal. Um, this was on the other thing is too like I I, I can we I hope next. I love that Nate's going to run his own event next year. My only advice is make sure we have more space and, um, you know, just more, whatever. Yeah. I'm sure um, Nate's aware. <laughs> yeah. He's aware. Yeah. So we get into this game and, um, it's on those goofy mats. I don't know if you saw them that had the toys and all that stuff. Hmm. Oh yeah. It was, it was built it was on, like Cassie's room on TTS with like Play-Doh and like all these like kids toys. And it literally had Play-Doh. It's like the foam was, puzzle pieces as the mat. Yeah. Yeah. It was so colorful. It doesn't matter. So we, <laughs> we play on that thing. It was just like, why am I here? But it's fine. So we're, we're playing on this thing. We have to measure out all our tokens, right? So everything measures out, whatever. Uh, it's intrusions, Montessi, um, I did, I did win prio. If I did win, if I didn't win prio, I was going to choose 17 threat because I wanted to keep it as low as possible. Right. I, I just can't play it at a higher threat. Cause I'm going to, I feel like I'm giving them more characters and I don't want that. Um, he, he, uh, chose threat 19, obviously. Right. So chooses 19. 
Um, I play KG again, and I I literally put nobody on. I didn't put a single character on any of the intrusions round one. No character left, barely left my deployment zone. Just to, just to tell you, nobody. So we get to a point in the game where I activate Juggernaut. And you guys know the Juggernaut special, right? I move, push, pick up, move back. We all know the special, right? Mm-hmm. So I go and I do that. And I'm out of one of the objective. And I'm just sitting here like, no, 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 no. There's no way I'm out of that objective. I've never missed this ever in my life. Like, not one time. Even by even on accident. Never. I mean, is, so it, I'm like, is it even possible? Like, I don't think it's possible. Like, correct but, measurements and stuff? Yeah. So then I told him to remeasure. I was like, Peyton, remeasure. Because I don't miss that. And we remeasured, put the token. We both confirmed. I measured again, and I was out of one again. And I was like, fine. I, I just, I had to give that up. I gave it up, moved back, basically. Gave it up, moved back. Um, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to debate it anymore. doesn't matter. Um, that game ended 14 to 11. Uh, Malekith special. He goes and does a 13 damage in the Hulk uh, with Dark Rain and like Butcher of Thors and rerolls and all the shenanigans. Hulk dies. That's the end of the game. <laughs> that's all. That's all that goes. Hulk dies. Because Hulk is my, he ran uh, Malekith Hulk, by the way. It's Malekith Hulk. Mystique, hmm. uh, Zemo, right? Sounds good. So, yeah, I mean, I was doing well up until the point where Hulk just, okay, Deception, um, Dark Reign, Tax, Follow Me, Hulk's dead. That's my best six point, that's my best Malekith mitigator in the game. And um, that was it. That's literally, that was the game. There's nothing more I could do about that. Um, because the game plan was, um, and I lost 14 to 11, by the way. It wasn't a blowout. It, it was just at that point, it was there was really nothing much I could do. I kept trying to, I kept, I kept playing the game. I, there's just nothing much I could do. I, I scored my points, and it is what it is. Um, so that was game two. Uh, game three was against Web Wars. I won that 20 to two. Um, game four, I had to play against Jacob, uh, Jacob Deaton, which sucked because that's my buddy. Here, wait, Chewy, real right quick. There. Sorry. Web Warriors have been your mortal enemy, and you got the dub on them. Oh yeah, I know that. I mean, it's, at this point in time, I'm not afraid of web. Warriors. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so I'm not afraid of web warriors anymore. Like I've gotten over that, and if, this is my this is when it comes to web warriors. The only time I fear them is if I know the player that's playing them. Right? If it's Matt, Alex. If it's you. If it's Jacob. Um, if it's Zach. Right? If it's those players, I fear web warriors. If it's not those players, and I'm not trying to disrespect anybody, I just don't. Right? Well, like. Chewie, so was there like yeah. something that this web warrior player did that just was like a horrific mistake? Like something, yes. you know, if you yes. want to short quickly mention you that. Wanna know? All right. So here, so what happened was, uh, okay. So I think, I don't remember who won prior. I have to go back and look at it. Um, alien ship came up and we played at 20 threat, right? Yeah. So what happened was, was that he brought up Gwen to check on the, Oh God. <laughs> you get you, you see where this is going that's already so, like, enough information the, yeah it's already enough information so what happened was deception kill gwen gwen never never saw play so that was it yeah <laughs> so, gwen's like right in the, the chest. queen yeah, yeah you, yes. gwen, like i've always said forever that if i can kill gwen i always win and if i can't kill gwen i lose and it's just the yeah. game right there 
yeah, that's just the game. So once that happened, um, I was cruising from there. Literally, it was just me playing on autopilot and a 122. It's no disrespect, right, to, to the player or anything like that. He kind of knew what happened. as When that was happening, it was just like, it's like, yeah, bro. Uh, I'm yeah. sorry. And he's a good dude, man. His name is DP6. I met him at Adepticon, man. Really nice guy. We talked about wrestling and everything. Oh, that's cool. Um, no, he's a great, great human being. Uh, we had a great conversation. We had a really good game. Um, you know, it was a good game because we were having a good time. We were, you know, chatting it up, right? Um, as we were playing. Um, it's just, you know, just those things happen, right? And I think he'll get better as as he plays more. Uh, maybe he doesn't care. Maybe he just wants to play too. I mean, I don't know, right? But I think if he played more and uh, he'll understand, you know, hey, that was a mistake, right? Even he acknowledged afterwards, hey, yeah, that was... That yeah, Whipboard is a really know, rewarding section, right? A lot more used to yeah. look X-Men that way. Yeah, exactly. Um, round four, Jacob Deaton, uh, he played Avengers with Malekith, and uh, this was interesting for me, though. So I finally pull spider portals, right? And you're like, whoa, Brotherhood with spider portals? I was like, yeah. So my reasoning with crazy. the D shape, that's crazy, right? So like this is, and, and here, was, here was the idea, right? So my idea was, was that Magneto was going to sit back and farm on, a, on my home D, was going to sit back and farm points, just throw stuff, and everybody else was going to get power. And I had Ghost Spider, Toad, uh, uh, Mystique, Magneto. I'm missing one character right now because I can't think of. Oh, Black Cat. And the object and the extract was uh, the extract was uh, Spider Infected, right? So I'm like, this is my opportunity to beat a Malekith team, but try to outscore them, right? This was the experiment, right? <laughs> so I was like, because I think I could win it. Right, you know what I mean. Granted, it's like Magneto Brotherhood Spider Portals. Well, yeah, it's not maybe not logical, but if you're if you understand how to play a point game, and if you're playing the Brotherhood player in a different mindset, like I wasn't playing the Brotherhood team to kill the characters. I was playing the Brotherhood team to get points and to run out the clock basically and just score points. Right. I had Gwen who could webline. I had Gwen who could lifesaver. I had Toad who could pick up points, and I had Blackhead who could steal and stagger. Um. If Malekith uh, rolls a failure on a spider portal, that's good for me because I could just reposition him backwards, and it, it screws them a little bit. Um, I could have Black Cat steal, etc. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I had this mindset, right? And I was like, I know how to do this. Um, so I'll just tell you right away. Um, I wait to grab the middle extract. I finally grow up and grab the middle extract because he wasn't because Jacob was not grabbing the middle extract either. So I finally went up with Toad, grabbed it. I'm like, okay. If I survive this attack because I know what's coming, I'm in a really good spot and I could probably score the rest of my points and possibly steal this game. Right? Mm. That's all I'm asking for. <laughs> oh, is that all? Is any, that's all I'm asking for at this point in time. Because I'm like, give me one more break. Right? So, long story short, Malakith goes, moves, charges, one shot's towed, takes my middle extract, and then from there, it's just an uphill battle playing against Sam because you can't kill any of the Sam characters because if you do that, then Malakith gets a free move, removes the condition, and then he continues his game just like any of the other Avengers characters. So that was that. I lost the game there, and that was it. <laughs> but in that game, I'll straight up tell you, to be honest with you, I felt like the strategy I had wasn't terrible. Um, the mistake that I made round one, and I'll just be honest with you, was that I didn't position Gwen behind Toad. That was a huge error. 
And that and that was just due to me not playing the character in a long time. Because if I lifesaver Toad backwards and he goes for the charge that way, you know, Toad's safe, right? Yeah, dude. Like that's a miss. That's well, a miss. And I hold on. Well, he gets the beam, right? No, no, or no, no, no. So you no, Malkith is fast enough where he can just charge behind Toad and kill him. Oh, uh, move, get behind. Yeah, okay. That's true. Yeah. But this but this time, but, he ended up like, like right... But, but here's the thing, though. He didn't end up behind Toad. He was like right Well, right, because yeah, he didn't because have he to worry about it. Yeah. Right. What about... What are the odds of Malkith actually one-shotting Toad with no power? It's got to be pretty low, right? Uh, It's about a coin toss, or maybe a little less. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Probably yeah, like, I mean, no, it's, it's probably about a coin toss as a Pierce, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pierce. I mean, it, it happened, right? So, mm-hmm. odds granted, of Pierce is, is probably like sixty percent, though. I just know I I did this with math with Juggernaut. Juggernaut punches you for eight. Um, it's about fifty-fifty whether Toad lives. Yeah, so that's yeah. not and the worst. It's about the same with no skull. Just, no, you send it, Toad into it, that. It, it's not terrible. No, it's not terrible at all. I mean, it was a good play on his end. It was just uh, it, I knew what the gamble was. And I was like, if this me and my mindset was, if this gamble pays off, I'm in a good spot. Oh, uh, you know what right? though? Hold on, he also throws on that charge. That's huge. He throws, yeah, he throws as well. So I need to mitigate a couple points of damage, right? And then hopefully the throw doesn't kill me. I have to hope for a lot, right? Yeah. So it, it's just, I was just hoping it would happen, right? I'm like, okay, if he's gonna whiff, it's gonna be now, right? May, but didn't happen. And that's that's fine. No, Granted, you, what 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 rubs salt into my wound is that the next day, all I see are toads surviving off of Malakith's attack. <laughs> <laughs> of course, right? Of course. Well, mine didn't survive. My, yeah, my toad I mean, got annihilated yeah. one shot. Yeah. In the final, that's all I kept seeing. Um, and then round five was against another Malakith player again. Um, I just took it last round. Um, I ended up killing. I ended up. KOing Malekith, by the way. That was actually wow, the highlight of my day. Yeah, dude. So it was cool. What happened was I intrusioned over to Malekith with Magneto. I threw a size 4 truck at him and then just did did attacks, did one more throw, and killed him. I was like, thank God. I'm like, I win the game, and I and I killed Malekith, and I count that as a win. And I'm like, this is great. Um, <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, you know. Dude, I, now I it's becoming your Sam Wilson that Mike and I have. <laughs> Well, yeah, like, listen, and, and I've talked about this at Ad Nauseam. I'm not going to go into full detail. Look, listen, I, I understand that a seventh or a character needs to do something like this, um, whatever. It, fine, don't care. It's just the consistency that it's being done at is frustrating. It's absolutely frustrating. Um, and it's like, can I get a break, <laughs> right? Like, can I get a break? Like, it, it's just crazy to me that, the output that he's putting, like, I feel like I'm not playing a game sometimes. I feel like, okay, um, my plans just got ruined. Awesome. Um, rinse, recycle, repeat. And it's like, okay, cool. I don't know, man. It, it, it's just, and I, and I get people talking to me, like, you know, trying to, look, it's, it is what it is. I'm not even going to get into it anymore. That's it. I, <laughs> I, I beat two of them. I went two and two. I'm fine. I went three and two. And that was my day, basically, in a nutshell. So, uh, the bright side of this, though, is that I took away four Malakis from Sploosh. So oh, you <laughs> dived on the bomb, the grenades for me. I, I dived that. on a grade for nah, you. Guys. That, this Avengers list is immune to those grenades. Yeah. No, I, no, I know. I know. Off Malekith the whole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but you know what? I took some heat, so it was a uh, you know I. 
it is what it is, though. I, I do want to um, throw something out there, though. You mentioned that you saw a guy, you know, you played against an opponent who you saw at Adepticon. I did a quick count. Maybe I'm plus minus one on laziness, but um, it looked like there was only nine people actually from Tennessee at this event. Uh, really? Wow. Yeah. So out of like 63 weird. players, uh, it was mostly a non-local event. Wow. Oh, you, that's so actually so you cool. mean you're trying to tell me it's not a small local event? Yeah. Um, oh, maybe it right. was still small, um, <laughs> but not as local. Yeah. Um, that being said, I think it's actually the biggest event in the United States so far. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It was it was good time. Moving on to Avengers talk. I hate to mm. say it. Everyone's so, favorite so discussion. Um, so Sploosh, do you want to talk about why we played Avengers? Uh well, I'll tell you this, it wasn't because we loved them. Uh <laughs> my god, like I, I was embarrassed to bring my Hulk out and show it to real people. Um <laughs> You know, I, like that character came out, you know, when the game first came out and I was not a great painter. And at the time, Hulk was terrible. So I mentally thought I'll never play this character competitively or care. I'll just paint him for my kids or something. <laughs> and I literally just threw green at him. And that was the end of that. So uh, the reason I mentioned that is I am a little like aware of like, you know, I like to make my characters look good. I don't want to play with unpainted minis. So for me to like play Hulk, it's not because I was like super proud of my Hulk character or I really like Hulk or have any affinity to play Hulk. <laughs> there was no none of that existed for me. This was pure business, <laughs> you know. Um, and so yeah, I we played Avengers because they're like really good. They're probably the best thing. I was trying to explain. Uh, I actually was chatting with Omnis and he was kind of asking me about the roster. And I was like, dude, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, first of all, when I went to this event. And I think this was the consensus talking the, the Friday before it started, that a lot of people were not confident about how they would do. Uh, number one, it was a shark tank. It was freaking like half the TTS league was there. Um, and then people from all over the United States, every corner. And then it's like a new game, right? Because Malkith came out. There's the, you know, the other characters there. What the heck is their name? The uh, Russian people with the guard. And, uh, you know, like the meta. Oh, oh and we had like kind of a new you know, ban like ban list and all that stuff. So it was definitely an element of uncertainty. But looking back on this roster with the Avengers, it's like, man, I don't. They're not the best attrition list. Their control is weird in that it's like it's not like Web Warriors or something. But man, they just play like the big boys. And Sam's leadership is crazy town. And you know, Sam's leadership's good into big boys, right? So I like I had one game where I removed two staggers from Malkith uh off of Sam's leadership and it felt really good, you know. For the uh, listeners, real quick. Yeah. Uh when you're playing Sam Avengers into Malkith Cabal, you're like heavily advantaged because Malkith's leadership has to go first whenever one of the Avengers characters gets dazed. So yeah. Avengers character dies, Malekith has to use his leadership, and then Sam uses his leadership in response. So you always have perfect information of what they're trying to do, and you can just do that and just ruin their plans like every time. Yeah, like, 
Cage was critical in this. I, I remember at one point I was even not sure if I wanted to play Cage. And you kept telling me, like, man, you, Luke Cage is the truth, you know? And I was like, I don't know. I kind of wanted to try playing, like, Red Guardian or maybe Iron Fist because he can do, like, his spender and he still can do Heroes for Hire. But, like, oh, my gosh. Cage is just such a crazy man. <laughs> like, Dude, he never dies. It's so funny, too, because people obsess over Heroes for Hire and then, like, forget that he has, like, uh, Too Dangerous to Ignore. Yep. <laughs> so, like, they think, like, oh, he's out of range three, and then you're just like, nah, use Too Dangerous to Ignore. Yeah, I've had and games they... where, like, Cage is sitting on a point with somebody, and they're, like, they've they've muddled over whether they want to, like, attack into Heroes for Hire, and then they finally decide that they're like, all right, screw it, I'm just going to, if I get heroes, it is what it is. And then you just too dangerous to ignore them. <laughs> and they're like, oh my God. Like, I, I think Cage was like the secret MVP. I almost think I played him in every game. No, maybe, okay, there was one game I didn't play him. Because of the point, a lot of people were trying to get me with low threat games. I played, a, I think, a, at least like two, maybe three 14 threat games. So that was the only time maybe I didn't always play Cage. But uh, Cage was just a freaking worker, man. It goes back to, like I said earlier, too, like characters that like refuse to die so you can kind of go last, you know? And maybe maybe go last is too aggressive because go last doesn't always mean actually the last character of the full like turn or round or whatever. I always forget the terminology. But, but even like let's say – like Cage is with an opponent on like one side and then like, I don't know, Hulk and someone else are over on another side and Sam's over in the back home point, right? So maybe I just go with Sam and try to like sling a shield, throw it and push someone into a really bad spot. I can trust that like Cage and Hulk are still going to be there when I need them. So maybe Cage goes next and then Hulk goes actually last. But just that feeling of faith that like the character will still be there is massive for me, right? You see, you agree with me, Mike? I mean, that's just like yeah. You one just of those you're trying traits. not to lose activations. Yeah, because when you start like, losing activations, then like it's just like this domino effect of like, oh, I'm not going last on any part of the table because my opponent always just responds to me. My offense is inconsistent, so I can't reliably like counter days their character to go last again. So it's very important that you just don't die. <laughs> yeah, and people beat up on Cage and. Sweet Christmas, man. If you just do move Sweet Christmas and then get the throw, I mean, it's like I'm pretty happy with that, you know? Like, Sweet I don't, Christmas is a great spender. Like, I don't even care if I kill people with this list, with this Avengers roster. It's mostly just to, like, I personally was playing it a lot like I played Syndicate, where it was just kind of like stay alive, win VPs, and, you know, try to be efficient and just frustrate the opponent, which goes into another thing about this list that i mean we've been saying way back a year ago i mean this is really like an anniversary for us <laughs> because the top four of last natchcon was all sam wilson no <laughs> i was top four. Was, oh one non-sam yeah. wilson then right <laughs> sorry you know uh there was i think four in the top there eight, were three but, and then me yeah and the top four was three sam wilson's in you um so also kind of funny too because we basically we played the exact same list last year too. Um, True, actually. Well, so I got to live through you last year, and I guess you can live through me a little yep. bit this year. But um, so like Sam Wilson, the thing is like Sam Wilson just creates these puzzles for the opponent, and it's so funny too because you can see them like like uncomfortable just staring at what's going on, 
trying to figure out like how to solve the Sam Wilson puzzle. Uh, I, I'll give you like a notable example is in the finals. I had just like, I just decided I'm looking at my roster and I'm like, I'm just going to send toad and try to flip this stupid spider portal. And I don't care really if toad gets dazed because then I'll get like a Sam trigger, which will like move Hulk up for like basically a free action since Sam moves short anyway, you know? Um, and I then mean, I'm just going to, but yeah, yeah, well, it was right what yeah you said sam moves short anyway no yeah. no i'm yeah, sorry hulk hulk. would yep. move short you're right uh so i'm like you know what i'm not gonna stress over this decision i'm just gonna do it i'm just gonna put toad up there if he decides to take out toad i have like a pretty good idea of what i'm gonna do and if he just decides to leave toad because he doesn't want sam to get a leadership then i feel like that's a pretty big victory for toad you know so I'm just like, screw it. This isn't my decision. This is my opponent's decision. So I just put him up there. And I, I would say a general theme of this list is I played Toad and Black Widow frequently. Uh, and props to Omnis for his spycraft uh, doing an episode with Morgan. Uh, because Morgan had mentioned that he likes playing, um, you know, Sam. What, what was it? Sam, Sam Juggernaut. Widow, Hulk. Toad with Hulk and Juggernaut. Yeah, so yeah, it's two big boys, then the two twos, and Sam. Yep. So I mean, that put that on my radar, right? I was like, hmm, I got to give that a shot, because um, I think traditionally that's not something most people would naturally do. I think a lot of people would be more inclined to play like Hulk, Sam, obviously, and then like some threes and a four or something, right? Yeah, I was playing. I was playing something like Hulk, Vision, Sam, Hood like toad or something like that or widow and uh yeah. yeah when we heard that that list on omnis's pod i was like oh that's interesting and i started playing i was like oh this is actually pretty dope yeah and i did the same and you know we talked and so the twos just are kind of obnoxious with sam because it's kind of a damned if you do damned if you don't so right so you just throw this stuff out there you create a puzzle for the opponent you let them squirm and stress over what to do about it Often people will say, I hate Sam Wilson while playing against him. <laughs> um, yep. And then literally like YOLO into it. You know, they're like, I don't feel like I see a line here where you don't punish me. So I guess I'm just going to do something. And they often never chose to do nothing, which obviously would be a victory for me as well. Right. So what, what ends up happening, though, especially with the like peta flips being so prevalent right now, is your twos would just run marathon, running around scoring and being obnoxious. And Sam. Yeah, Sam too. Why not? Because he's, you know, long-moving flying character for some reason. Um, <laughs> yep. And also gets to charge so you can even, like, guarantee get the power to pay for the pay-to-flip while also being obnoxious. Uh, so you just have these, like, three imps running around doing their thing and stressing out the opponent because you kind of obviously want to stop those characters from doing that. But by doing that, you're kind of buffing my bigger better characters you know uh which like i mentioned earlier you know i had removed two stackers off malekith which seems like some pretty good value and obviously you're getting a relocate like there was one turn where i think i got like i am grooted my malekith got i am grooted pushed away and then like sword base pushed him away and he was out of range to get back in the fight in one action which is a nightmare right for malekith it's definitely like the worst case scenario so I literally was just like activating my characters, hoping he would kill something so that Malekith would get a free move. And then boom, he's back into business, right? 
so it's it's even like obviously being moved away is not technically a stagger but it basically is right it's what we refer to as you know you're losing an action so that in a way by me being able to move Malekith up it's like that's like a third stagger I was able to remove from the game you know so yeah it was just crazy I don't I don't know if I don't really want to get into games the only game I want to mention I thought was pretty nutty and I, I would like to hear what you have to say about this, Mike, because I think you're maybe a little more methodical than I am, but I really went into every game like almost inventing my roster in the moment. I had a few rosters in mind, of course, right, that are like kind of maybe my favorites. But the nature of like secures and extracts right now and the way turn zero works, it feels like all over the place, right? Like Because it's like, who who wins prio? Then like what randomly comes out? And then... Like, I had these awkward moments where my opponent put me on, like, 14, but it's, like, spider portals. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I haven't really thought about this too much. Like, I don't really want to play Hood here. That seems bad. You know, uh, Black Widow, as much as I love her, kind of awkward uh, with the two energy, you know. Uh, and anyway, long story short, I was kind of, like, going by feel and just what seemed correct. Um, That's and, what I do as well, to answer yeah. the question. I mean, the great yeah. part about this list in particular more than like other lists I've played is it's just like a Swiss army knife. You kind of just have Sam as your main character and then you just build the supporting cast around him. And the supporting cast is nine other characters that are all really great. Um, It's pretty easy to make affiliation all the time. And you kind of just bring stuff that, you know, plays whatever the scenario is and F's over your opponent the most. Yeah, in, with your analogy of Swiss Army Knife, I think every single character performed in, in the entire... Like, if you took the grand total of my eight games, every single character, when I needed them, did what I needed them to do, and they did it well. And so it's like... I think the list could change a little. I do question even my own self if, like, the change... You know, humans... We have this nature of, like, changing for the sake of change almost sometimes, and we we don't just accept what something is. I, I've i known this from playing like magic. You're like, well, you know, I don't know. I think I could change like this or the card or something. But I think if I didn't change this list at all, it'd be just fine. But I do think there maybe we can get to it later, but like maybe minor changes that would be interesting. But I will say what I was going to bring up here is there was my fourth round against Kenny, who was playing Black Order. Um, now, we ended up with, on 20 threat. And... A big part of this roster, honestly, is like I just have like Jugs, Hulk, and Malekith just in kind of like one hand. And I'm like looking at them and I'm like, well, who do I want to put in? You know, they're like my home run hitters or whatever. And then I'm just like, okay, maybe I want to play Juggernaut. So, like, who's like going to make that work? You know, it's not like a strict rule, but it's kind of like a general start for me. And then I kind of go from there. Uh, but against Kenny at 20 threat I literally was like I literally I counted the roster like five times I'm like does this work and I just played all seven characters that are not Juggernaut Hulk and Malekith <laughs> yeah and it was like I was laughing to myself I was like this can't be right I wish I could claim that I like planned this or like oh I had this master strategy that like at 20 threat I'm just gonna play like everyone but those three big characters and it would like make sense and it was affiliated you know but no i just i I was like doing the math i was like oh i really like part of it was like i kind of want to play hood i kind of want i definitely kind of want to play cage 
and then I, I like want like um I want vision. I yeah i wanted vision i wanted to have um escort to safety and then i wanted like a bunch of characters that i wanted staggers so it's like i definitely kind of want black cat and then widow's staggers so i probably want widow and then you're kind of like adding them up and you're like wait if i add like i don't know like toad it actually is 20 and then the next thing I know, I'm just holding seven characters in my hand, and it makes perfect <laughs> sense. And I kind of just chuckled to myself, and I was like, there's no way Kenny's going to see this coming. Like, there's just no way. Because everyone's going to assume I bring one of the big boys, you know? And it worked out great. It was a fun game. But it's like, I feel like I oversaturated him. Uh, I, I think, do you, do you remember, Mike, what I said? But I think, I believe Black Widow staggered someone three times. For sure, twice. Yeah, I want to say, I think you said it was Corvus. Yeah, uh, well, I, I definitely, I think it was Corvus, but I was staggering his other character. Uh, is it Super Giant? I no, Swan was over on that side of the table. It's Black Swan. I always forget the difference between Su- Swan and Giant because I didn't buy them. Um, but yeah, dude, Black Widow. It was all about the mixed techniques. It was great. Dude, uh, I will say, playing like her in Cage, sometimes you just hit those staggers, and your opponent's just like face palmed. Oh, I, I got the. St- I did get the Cage stagger too in one yep. game. That was glorious. I just got one First today time. at the shop. I just yeah. sometimes you just roll those five dice and you're like, it's gonna happen. I just know it, and there it is. Yeah, I got that on stream. Um, but that was great. Uh, I was just, I literally just saw the double wild, and I didn't even care what else was gonna happen. I was like, I already won. Yep. Like, oh man. But anyway, so that was fun. Um, I I don't know. I have, like I played against. I I will say this is a statistic. I had a few fun stats. Okay. So my extracts that I played out of eight games was two researchers, which I didn't bring researcher. Um, and then I played six games of single extract. And I, we don't, I don't think we officially mentioned it, but I'm playing all the single extracts, which you can see with the link we'll put in the show notes. But that's crazy, right? I didn't play spider portals. I didn't play cubes. I didn't play hammers. Um, that's kind of nuts. And the other stat is... In my last four games, which is one Swiss game at the end, and then the top eight cut, I played Malekith Cabal three games out of four, and Guardians was the one that wasn't uh, Cabal. That's that's also nuts. Which that tells me that there's definitely legs to that Cabal roster. Now, two of those games was the same opponent. I played Zach, is Mando Orange. Uh, I played him my last round of uh, Saturday, and then I played him in the finals. And props to him to make it back. And we were like, in that game, I felt kind of bad. I was like, man, I'm almost positive that if one of us loses, it doesn't actually matter because at the time we're undefeated and we have high uh, strength of schedule. But I was like, man, I, I would feel really bad if somehow you lose and then you don't like make it. So I was like actually pretty happy for him when I saw him make it to the end. Uh, also, I was a little relieved as well because he had to take down sooner, which I think it might be a bad matchup for us. And I get to play against uh, Malekith again, which, as you said, Mike, earlier, I think we have a pretty good matchup into them. It's one of those things where I feel like it was slightly theoretical for me. And then after playing that whole event, it's like, oh, never mind. We actually just really good into Malekith. Yeah, I mean, I, I played against Dizzard a ton, and I felt really good into Dizzard's list no matter what he was playing. Um, yeah, and it's honestly, we're, we're probably going to do an episode about like how to deal with Malekith, but the crux of it is, is like basically with Avengers, like I talked about Sam's leadership helping you, but also 
when you bring like Hulk recalibration matrix cage and heroes for hire, you can just make Hulk like incredibly difficult to kill. And then if Hulk just doesn't die, he just like spenders Malekith and throws him into Africa. And we we should talk about recalibration recalibration matrix really quickly. I had used it, I believe, twice, and both times was amazing. Um, and I, like part of what makes me enjoy this game is seeing the opponent's reaction to the things you're doing. And man, those cabal players with their dark reins, they were not pleased. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, all right, I rolled my dice in. I'm going to pay for like two skulls. I'm going to do my dark rain rerolls. All right, I have like eight hits. And you're like, oh, I'm just going to recal that. And then it's down to like Dude, four. The, the look <laughs> on the opponent's face when they have eight or nine hits, and like you can see they're like beaming. They're like, I am living the best life right now. My best life is right now, and it's this role. And like they're doing re-rolls. Like at one point, I think it was, I can't remember if it was um how do you say his name? Is it Priest? Peyton. Price? Peyton. I'll just say what's Yeah, his, his last, last name is Priest. Peyton Priest. Yeah, so he's got you know, convert to skulls. He was range two of Zemo, and he's using Dark Rain. So he's just like, I'll roll in my dice. I'll add my crits from skulls and crits. I'll do my Dark Rain reroll. I'm doing my Baron Zemo reroll. And he's like, and eight. And I'm just, and he's like, and Pierce. And I'm just like, uh, okay, I think this is a turn for recalibration matrix. And then he's just like, and it's like, okay, I did five. And like I rolled into like blocks, and it ended up being like three damage or something. And I was just like, "Yep, that's a good trade. I'll take that." <laughs> yep. And then you see their face as like you patch up the next turn. It's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna heal five here." It was just like they're just so sunk. And then at that point, Dark Green's just like not a card anymore, and life is good. Uh, yep. And then you just disable them, pick off their weak characters, and just flip all the points and just run run around like a clown fiesta. Because you have like ten power at that point. Yep. Uh, so yeah, you're just doing stuff like crazy. Um, yeah. So recalibrate recalibration matrix is fun. Uh, yeah, dude. And the the thing is, like, because they're so focused on Hulk that like Cage just seems to be always at full health. So it's just like, okay, uh, Cage is range three, sitting on the point, and they're just like, oh, oh man, I gotta I gotta go through Cage, and it's like. Then I can fight Hulk. Um, that was pretty glorious. Yeah. Meanwhile, you just have like Sam Widow Toad running around like idiots, flipping all the points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The other thing that just was like felt so good is um, Priest had or Peyton had um, Loki with Gem, Mind Gem, and he had like Mind Gems uh, Hulk away, and then I don't remember. It is something that Hulk was like two movements away. I don't remember how. I think maybe Malekith did his like hit me, throw me, and then he minded me off. And he's like, but then it's like, okay, uh, if I attack like Toad here, then like Hulk just comes back. And he's like, ah, damn it, whatever. And then he's like attacks a character. He dazed one of my characters, and I'm just like, yep. And Hulk comes back. And you can just see like the defeat in his face you know it's, it's like he's realizing that was not like a great decision you know but like what are you supposed to do right just leave him there it's like damned if you do damned if you don't kind of situation 
Yeah, the truth is there's not really any winning against Sam in those situations. Like you're just boned either way. And that that's what's so frustrating about him. And yeah. right. He's kind of like subsided in the meta for a while. I think people just kind of got bored of him. But I don't know, man. I don't think he's gone anywhere. I do think that maybe Sam struggles into like a heavy scenario control style game. Like if Web Warriors and like Kingpin are really good. I think Sam struggles a bit. But anytime, yeah. anytime anything in the game is trying to kill you and that's the best thing, Sam is just going to kibosh them. Right. Right, exactly. These are all these cabal players. They don't have like a plan B, you know? Right. Um, Correct. I will say Mystique's horrifying though. Because no, all my bodyguards are offline. Hulk can't reroll. Um, it's... Like, and she's a battery like the other thing is too like you got to keep in mind she's the battery for follow me and she's the battery for dark rain so malekith can't spend his power so like that's why in the game that i was streaming the game we were talking about that we were streaming the other day with shadow marvel and i was like dark rain is offline it's not that it was offline like in my mindset if malekith has spent three power on top of everything else that he has to spend for i count as a win this is like you, you ideally you don't want malekith to spend that power you want him to save it and use it for something else right so, she dude, she's terrifying. And then deception, let's just add another layer to it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm already. I think I probably speak for you guys, but I'm already bored of seeing follow me. Like, oh, no, it needs to. It, like, the here's the thing, man. Like, that card was always on people's radar, like for a while, right? Well, I wouldn't say always, but yeah. Well, it's it's been there. It's one of those cards, like, eh, like nobody really generated this kind of power before, right? Um, now it's just, well, the problem is, is like, you know, Malekith gains so much power and he can just keep the, keep the momentum going. If you're the attrition player, the, your attrition stops the minute your moment, the minute you lose your momentum, right? So like you want to daze characters, KO them, and then go into next turn and still have priority because you want to continue your game and you don't want it to stop. Right. Mm -hmm. So all follow me does is just enables that and just keeps your game going. Right. You get a daze. Let's say if it's four on four, right? And you get a daze. Okay, cool. I lost priority or no, I didn't. Follow me to somebody else. And then go do something else or whatever the case may be. Um, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm tired of seeing that because now Malik can abuse the hell out of it really easily. Um, and it just... It, honestly, like, don't wait. At this point in time, don't waste your time restricting it. Just right now, just ban it. Outright ban it. Um, yeah, I personally don't feel like it has a place in the game. I mean, it just, it just feels like we're yeah. just going back in time to the all you've got days. And it's just like right. your opponent's like, oh, I'm going to play follow me. And it's like, oh, it's just going to go again. You're just like face palm, your eye roll, whatever. Exactly. Exactly. And it's just, just boring. I'm tired of it. I don't know. It's boring. And the other thing is, too, is like, the other thing it takes away, too, and it, it kind of takes away the comeback factor of the game, right? So when a character gets dazed and gets all that power, well, okay, in the old ways of playing MCP, right, a couple years ago, or a year ago, even a year ago, um, you know, if that player made a mistake and dazed the character he wasn't supposed to, or whatever, right, next turn, the player that got, you know, the, the character that they lost would start next turn with that character with that much power. It was the comeback mechanic. Like that's how MCP wants you to play, right? Like you take all this damage, but you get all this you get all this power, so you can clap back and have a big turn. Um, follow me just takes that away. You know what I'm saying? Like 
it, it, nothing feels worse than like losing a character and then never getting a chance to play them ever again in the game because oh well I just spent six power and I got priority again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah like, for sure. It, it's just it, it's just yeah like just at this point straight to ban it. Uh, if they did it tomorrow, I wouldn't cry about it. I don't think anybody else. <laughs> would, would be losing sleep over that. Yeah, I will I, say, follow me was really fun to play with Dormammu back when everything was degenerate, but the game is kind of normalized, right? It's things. Are yeah, it's definitely less... not not as bad as those days. <laughs> yeah, so follow me felt like very very. Uh, it didn't feel like the worst offender in the game at the time, you know. It didn't. Right. Right. It was. Yeah. I, I well, the thing about follow me that was also, like, I don't know for you and me, Mike. We we acknowledge that like. You need characters to generate a crap ton of power to for follow me to actually be playable and reliable. Right. And that was like Medusa and Enchantress. And in the, I played Follow Me in this um, Avengers roster. How many times did you use Follow Me, Mike, with this roster? I hardly ever play it. It comes in if I have to play like against somebody on demons or something like that. Mm. Then I'd probably I, think about playing it with Vision. I think I only played it one game. It was the semifinals against Guardians. Um, yeah. It was pretty sweet there, honestly, because I kind of acknowledged in my mind I needed to be more of a beatdown player, and I was bringing Malkith, so obviously that helps. But for me, I brought Vision, and I was confident Vision could get the power to play it. Um, so that's kind of what I'm getting at. Is like as good as Follow Me is, I don't think X Men can, for example, play the card unless you brought like some unaffiliated battery character, which I don't think makes sense but i could be wrong um but i don't think that's the thing that's also kind of degenerate about follow me it's like it's not like an every person card you know yeah it's uh, kind of like have have and have nots yeah so like some right. people can just use it better than you and there's kind of nothing you can do about that just kind of a bummer because it's definitely one of the most powerful cards in the game right now possibly maybe the most powerful Brace is really good, so it's hard to argue against Brace, but... Yeah, it really is. When Follow Me's good, it's real good. Like, back-breaking good. Oh, you're playing a one-player game at that point. Um, so, also worth noting, you know, I didn't play Cabal in, in, in NashCon, and I didn't play Syndicate, but I did talk to the people playing Cabal in Syndicate, and, yeah. and uh, Sooner had told me, like, he thinks that Shadowland Daredevil is, like, much worse without Follow Me, and uh, Cabal players were all just jamming Follow Me, like, every game. Yeah, uh, I assume it's like Dark Rain plus Follow Me is quite the combo. Um, oh, so, yeah, like so clearly it's being used and exploited pretty heavily. Considering uh, Sooner was in uh, the semifinals as Shadow and Daredevil, and then uh, like I, like I said earlier, there was plenty of Cabal in the top cut. So clearly, Follow Me was having an impact, and then I ended up playing it, like I said, in the semifinals. So. I was being one of those people, even though it was only one out of eight games, I believe I actually played it. Right. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's, I mean, it, dude, like that combination put like 10, 12 damage in the Hulk and like Hulk was gone. <laughs> just, just like that. Yeah. And I'm just like, this was after rerolls, man. So it was like, okay, cool. I'm dead. Awesome. And I lost priority because he followed me. Like it just it just you know what I'm saying like does that does that make sense like like does that add, like the way I just said that just now I lost the character I lost priority like how does that like it just doesn't it doesn't compute in my mind of, of how this game should work well 
I, I don't. Saying? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to turn this into the follow me episode, but I, I do no, think no, no. the uh, um, yeah. holding priority part of the card is also just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it had a drawback, like okay, and, and this is again, that card has a lot of fluff in it. But if it had like a drawback, like okay, you don't get prior next turn. Yeah. Fine. Then it's like that great, would be interesting if you could play then, it, but right? it's guaranteed. I've heard someone suggest even that for uh, Corpus Proxima, where you can do husband yeah, and sure. wife, but you guaranteed do not have Pryo the next turn. Right. Um, that yeah. would be fascinating. It'd be uh, really fascinating, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, know. there's people who suggest edits to cards, like that people have I've, uh, devised many ways on how to change, like field dressing, for example. And, you know, I mean, it's, it is what it is. I don't think doing that doesn't really... You could skin the cat like 50 different ways, but the truth is in its current state, it just doesn't really work. Here's one for you guys, actually. You guys mind if I throw this one yeah. in? Mm -hmm. So, all right. Let's say Malekith comes out two weeks later or two weeks after Nashcon. This is just, we're in a, we're in a multiverse, guys. We're going to another universe. Okay. Malekith, Malekith delayed on a shipping container. Malekith delayed on a, yes, on a shipping container. It got lost in the Indian Ocean. Who the hell knows? Right, we it's somewhere in the middle of nowhere. What would you have guy? What would I guess? What would what would your rosters have been? And then secondly, what what do you guys think would have been like the meta going into that into that tournament? What do you think? Uh, well, the tenth slot that Malekith took up would have just been Voodoo, and I was going to mention a little later on that Voodoo should just be in the list anyway. Yeah. Um, so that's an easy choice there. I do think not having Malekith makes uh, Guardians a lot of a dice, a lot more of a dicey matchup for Avengers. Mm -hmm. And then I think Brotherhood is a lot more favored in the meta. But I'm going to be real; I never see Brotherhood in real life tournaments. People just like yeah. don't play them for some reason in America. It's weird. It's really weird. It's very strange. Yeah. Um, there's only like a few. Like I think I played against Right Mad Ben at NashCon, and he was playing Brotherhood, and that's like the first game I've played against Brotherhood, like I think ever, at, at a big event. At a big event. I, mean, yeah. I played at uh, that Brotherhood guy at LVO when I, I legacy virused him. Yep. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't see him. I I wouldn't be stressing. Brotherhood's not the matchup I'm worried about anyway. No, I think um, Avengers are fine in a Brotherhood anyway because you can interact with Juggernaut pretty easily. Correct. Yeah, yeah I think I'd be worried about Guardians. <laughs> yeah, Guardians is definitely the Guardians matchup. That's what uh, I was going to say, too. Shadowland um, Daredevil could be nasty, and even I Kingpin. I think Shadowland Daredevil, too. Yep, Kingpin. Yep, true. Malekith definitely did kind of solve some problems for us, didn't he? <laughs> he did, for sure. Yeah, he yeah. did, right? You noticed that, right? Like, I was just thinking about that as you guys were talking about it, because remember, the landscape was different, right? And this is the thing, this is the cool thing about MCP that I love the most is like, I might complain about a few things, you know, here or there, and that's just life. You're not, you're not going to like everything, right? That comes out, whatever. But like, one thing that I do like about AMG is like, when, when a release comes out, like a significant release, like, I feel like just the, sh the meta just shifts like that instant, right? Like, a week before Malekith came out, it was something different. Or two weeks before he came out. And then Malekith came out and it was just like, oh my God. It it changed again. Right? You know what I'm saying? So it was just it, it was just interesting to think about that as I was at the tournament. I was like, what how the landscape would have been different. You know what I'm saying? If right. he wasn't here, you know, like it's just what, what would it have been? Yeah. It's always, I mean, it's just kind of what happens when a metal warping character is released, right? 
And yeah. Unfortunately, Malekith, I think maybe we'll talk about this in a future episode more, but yeah. he just kind of shrinks what's good in the game. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of sad. So like, I think Kingpin already does this to some extent. Um, but yeah, like the fact that Malekith is a one character slot and he just completely one man's brotherhood and it's entirely <laughs> is like pretty good value as a reason to like bring Malekith, right? It is. So Mike, I want to ask you how many times you played Malekith. I think I mentioned it, but I'll repeat it. I played him two out of eight games. I played him once in five games. Right. So I played one us... game. I guess I played a, an, a quote unquote casual game against Peyton. Yeah, sure. But that Friday, doesn't count. And I right. But yeah. So out of our. No, I didn't play Malekith that game. I'm just trolling. No, I played one. Yeah. Uh, so what is that? We played. Did we play what? Eight? We played 13 games? 13 to games. Yeah. 10, 10 plus three. Yeah. Yeah, and so out of 13 games, we played three Malekith games. I, I think I should make that clear, right? Because people might just be assuming we're playing Malekith every game. That's definitely right. not true. That's definitely not what um, happened. I, I didn't... I actually have to think for a minute, but how many times did you play Hulk? Uh, I believe it was three games. Yeah, I played Shoot, one 14 threat game. I didn't play Hulk. And then I played into Brotherhood. I didn't bring Hulk. I brought Hulk the, Hulk the other three games. Yeah. So you brought three Hulk games out of five. Right. I played Hulk. Well, I definitely didn't play Hulk with Malekith. So, uh, and right. then I had the Kenny game. And I'm pretty sure I played Hulk every other time. So five of my games were Hulk games. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So clearly Hulk was uh, my go-to. I actually think I only played Juggernaut once, which I wouldn't have thought that, honestly. Uh, but what ended up happening is just a lot of people kept forcing me on weird threats. Like people were just a little scared, I think, of the big boys, so they kept just like jamming me at fourteen. I think I put like sixteen once. So just you know, what I'm saying it's kind of awkward, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, me, I played Hulk three out of five games that I had him. Um, I just, I mean, I think Morgan. I think I'm, I'm. I think I'm in with agreements right now with Morgan. I think Hulk is probably the best character in the game right now. I mean, um, but we're, I don't want to make this connection like, oh, Hulk yeah. like can beat up on Malekith, so therefore right. Hulk's the best character in the game. I don't think that's what we're saying, right? It's just right. Hulk no, is right. a good character even if Malekith doesn't just, exist. Exactly. Um, and exactly. he just so happens to be pretty good into Malekith. I think, though, right. personally, right. like, I, I'm... I'm open to being corrected here, but I think that it's the combination of Hulk, Cage, Avengers Assemble, uh, mm. Sam's leadership. I don't actually Heroes think you just yeah, Heroes for Hire. I don't for think hire you just put Hulk into any roster and he's like this counter. And I definitely like I I beat up on the Malchus, but I I feel like if I was like making mistakes, I probably sure. still lose those games. Uh, I, I definitely had to like play carefully with Hulk and activate correctly. Like, right. you know that temptation when you're playing like Thanos, where you just want to like activate Thanos first every game, like, mm. and then you, but you don't because that's not correct. Correct. <laughs> I know Mike yes. knows what I'm yes. saying. Uh, yep. I find when you watch like a, a beginner Black Order player, if they're activating Thanos frequently, like as a first activation, a you, you know that they like kind of don't know what they're doing. You know. Right. Uh, and Hulk has that same feeling of like, oh man, it'd be really cool if I just like went with Hulk right now and like smash this character. But then it's like, uh, but then who am I going to have to like clear people off this point and keep the VP mm-hmm. lead or whatever? 
you know? Mm-hmm. So Hulk's like this kind of controlly character, and you got to resist all the urges to play him differently. Correct. Um, I legitimately don't know any... I'm sure it happened, but I don't remember like actually activating Hulk first like almost ever. I never do. Um, the only time I ever activate Hulk first, it's got to be a situation where I, I I got the nuts, right? So it's like, okay, cool. I can leap. I can still maximize two actions. I can uh, pull off Hulk smash maybe, you know, once or twice, and then I can get a throw. It has to be something like that. Not that that math adds up. I'm just saying, like, that's my mindset. Um, if I see something that's advantageous, I do. If not, um, yeah, he's not. The, he's going to be like maybe the second to last or last character that I'm activating because I want to maximize his potential. You know what I'm saying? To rearrange mm-hmm. the board a little bit, to put out a stagger, or you know maybe one shot a character, something like that, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I do. I gotta mention, and you guys should watch the finals. It's on the Professional Casual Network. Is it there? It should be. Right? Yeah, I believe there. Uh, there, the there was talk that the stream quality was bad because the hotel Wi-Fi was bad. Oh uh, no! Uh, no! 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 So I believe Tim recorded them, and he, I think he put yes. he's putting them on YouTube in some. Oh, maybe they're not there yet. There was a, a really cool activate Hulk first moment to, to contradict myself immediately, but um, sometimes you know you you don't rules are meant to be broken. <laughs> um, uh. He he went with Malekith first to beat up on Hulk. He used Dark Rain, and his only other Dark Rain character was Mystique, who was uh, on the other end of a portal because he used that Cabal portal, which name I don't right. know. Black Black um, Frost. Black Black Frost, Frost. Yeah. And so he like went through his portal, um, like charged, was beating me up, uh, interacted with a spider portal, got the skull. I moved him away from Hulk, and then I'm like, okay. What's like the most obnoxious thing I could do with Hulk right here? I'm like, first of all, I should probably mitigate his dark rain because he can go through the portal with Mystique and then pop me with like, you know, rerolls and it's bad. Right. Um, so I was like, wait a minute. If I just jump with Hulk, I can go through his stupid portal and then he can't even get me because he'd have to go back to his portal. The skull screwed him up. So he can't charge into the portal. So I'm like, well, that's like a guaranteed stagger right there. So I was like, okay. Went through his portal and just beat up on Mystique, took her out, and then boom, his Dark Rain was nearly, I don't want to say useless. I mean, I had to use Recalibration Matrix and all kinds of stuff, but it felt like a pretty cool play and definitely a situation where I went with Hulk first um, to get him out into safety, negate how much damage he would take, and, uh, you know, and he even got patched up that turn. So, yes, he did. Yeah, that was a pretty baller play. I enjoyed that. Um, So, I got to ask, I never, I never, I didn't talk to you about. Maybe I, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. I don't remember. But in my in my humblest opinion, I think turn two with Zach, um, the dark rain play I thought was uh, a little too early. I thought he should have held on to that card a little bit longer. But when you saw him do that, were you ha- were you smiling inside? Like was the inner you smiling and chuckling because you felt like he played this too early? It was like more of a knee jerk reaction. Or no, did you just not think about. I it? don't think he. I think he didn't like the results he got, but I don't know that he had a choice because he only had two characters that could even interact with it, and Hulk was definitely going to not allow them to just, like, you know... get Like, I'm not going to let them both go after Hulk easily, right? right. So, I guess so there's a follow... So maybe what your question really is, is, like, he should have played Follow Me better, or, like, or played to have it ready. The thing is, like, if he doesn't Dark Rain there, maybe I just run away and, like... Well, There's no world where like Mystique and 
Malekith are going to like combine to get there to even follow me. I definitely would not let that happen if I could avoid it. Yeah. So, and well, here's the yeah. deal, right? So here's the deal, right? So after replaying it in my head, so like, let's just say, for example, how about this time around? He doesn't play Black Bright Frost, doesn't play Dark Rain, right? And he just chases Hulk and just pelts in little points of damage, right? Just, well, he, up, he wasn't right? anywhere near Hulk, though. Remember, because Hulk ran opposite side he of did, all of his stuff. Yeah. He needed the think, Bifrost to even be anywhere near Hulk. Right. So, like, I think what ended up happening, I think he could have moved twice and got there. I don't remember. I got, I'm playing this all in my head because I yeah. had a different angle of it, right? So, like, let's say if he just moves and then gets the charge on the Hulk and then does some more damage, right? And then holds on to those cards, right? Let's just say that happens. And then Black Bifrost can still get played. Dark Rank can still get played. Do you think it's a different situation turn three if he still had those cards and he was right in the vicinity of where Hulk was? And remember, keep in mind, this is like with Hulk taking damage, right? Like, do you think yeah. it's a different game at that point? I don't know. It's hard to yeah. play all those choices. It's, yeah. it's too much what if for me. No, I no, no, I, I get it. Yeah. But like I think he needed follow me and like the the whole combo of dark green, follow me, and everything, and then I'm in trouble. Um Yeah, that's big trouble, really. If he gets Full reroll with um, Mystique. Mystique, I'm in trouble, I think. You're in trouble. Yeah, you yeah. can't recal her. You can't reroll against her. It's bad news. It's real bad. bad. Bears, right? Yeah. So luckily that didn't happen. Uh, it didn't happen. Yeah. I was like, when I saw the Dark Rift, I was like, oh, even me and Matt Alex, we both looked at each other. We both whispered. We were like, that's a mistake. We literally said at the same time, we're like, that's a mistake. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, from there, I was like, he, I was like, Spoosh has the game, I think. I mean, it's tough to say. I, I don't want to take anything away from Zach. And, like, I think one thing I want to say, too, is, like, if we replayed that game a few times, there's there's definitely a world where I lose it probably a few times. So yeah. I, even, like, I don't think Hulk's some, like, hard counter either. I mean, do you agree with me, Mike? Am I No, I don't I think he is. Or? And, in fact, I've heard a lot of the Cabal players before the event or even after the event saying that Hulk by himself is not enough. Yeah, it's the layered defensive tech of Avengers with Hulk. Yes, that enables correct. him to just be annoying and disable Malekith enough to win. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and, because uh, like I said, like normally, like Chewie played Hulk and his Hulk got destroyed. <laughs> yeah, it got destroyed. Yeah, it got obliterated. It was, violated. Yeah, it went to the Shadow Realm, man. Like, yeah. So that's what's so concerning about Malekith is the fact that. A, anyone can bring this character. He's not a restricted slot like Corvus or Thanos are now. Thanos, the best versions of Thanos are restricted in some capacity. Corvus is, and like Malekith is none of that. He, one of his cards is unaffiliated, and he just gives you an, a very easily accessible splash kill piece that you can just play tall with if you want. And he single-handedly destroys a lot of squads in the game. Um, yeah, which we mentioned a bit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know how the game is going to be going forward. Um, we have an answer to him, obviously, but uh, a lot it's not something you could just put into any list and you're like, I have the answer. Right. Yeah, it's not like, oh, just play this character and you know you're ruined. But yeah, this Malekith is a little bit. He's a problem that you can solve if you want to make the concessions to do so, but. He shrinks what's a lot. He shrinks a lot of what's good in the game, in my opinion. And uh, I don't know. Maybe someone will find another solution to him, or maybe AMG will just release solutions to deal with him. 
who knows yeah who knows yeah the future will tell right we, we just can't tell anything right now it's just it is what it is you got to deal with it um adjust adjust or lose that's <laughs> that's all it, it, that's where we're at right it's it's adjust or just whatever right People are saying Shield is an answer, and nobody played Shield at Nashcon. That's true. I do think Shield has some gas and and to Malekith because obviously Eye in the Sky just removes the character from getting charged at. Correct. Um, which is very good, and Shield typically goes wider, and they kind of just run around and they're annoying. Um, and Shield's getting new releases, so maybe maybe Shield is a maybe Shield is something to look at going forward. And yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I've also heard She-Hulk be used as something that's supposed to be good. Um, is She-Hulk an Avenger? She is. She's she also, is. So she's in Shield and Avenger. So like that's that's interesting. I mean, she can slow, which uh, Malka definitely hates being slowed. And I will say too, I've watched two cut games this week on stream, and both Malkith's lost. Um, was it Vaka played Malkith and lost to Pat? And then yes. Shadow Marvel beat a Malekith using Shadowland Daredevil. Correct. Um, granted, I don't know. I feel like there's maybe some things the Malekith player could have done to win that game. but Yeah, there was, uh, yeah. again, and, and the Malekith player was a newer player, right? He just got in the cuts. Um, this is his first run in the TTS League. Um, you know, Shadow Marvel was a little more seasoned you know, of a player. You know, his player's a little bit more tighter. Like there was, there was, there was mistakes that the Malika player made, right? Like he being, I think maybe one too many times. To be honest with you, too many. Yeah, I think um, I think the Phasma. Yeah. We you streamed that game, and I actually I co-commentated, yeah. so people can go check out Chewie's YouTube. Yeah. Um. Um. But yeah, that, this is a game worth watching. I think just to see how things went. I think the for me, per, in my opinion, I think looking for better Phasmagoria plays would have maybe sealed the game. Uh, but you know, maybe people can watch and see what they th- agree or, or not. Since it was a game on Gamma, and he was playing Cabal Leadership, and I mean, Gamma with Malkith is, you know, Phasmagoria card is really good and heals you and pushes size infinite. So, one thing I would like to say, tell the listeners is, if you feel that Malkith is a problem and you don't know how to beat him, you should just play him. Um, and the truth is that if the character is truly broken, the community will figure out how to deal with him or they won't. And if people identify one or the other, it's a win for the community. So if we figure out how to beat Malekith, cool. The boogeyman's gone. If Malekith is truly unbeatable, then AMG will step in for the integrity of the game. Which they've done many times in the past, which we appreciate. So yeah. <laughs> what doesn't work yeah. is complaining that Malekith wins every game and like not trying to not playing him, right? Yes. Correct. At least competitively, obviously. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If you're just playing with friends who do what you want. But right. Uh, that's competitive and everything, yeah, play him. I mean, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? And um the more data we get, the better. Um and like you said, maybe AMG just steps in or whatever, you know? Yeah. You know, Malekith is stealing all the thunder here, but I do think this Avengers roster is also a bit of a a bit of a tough monster to handle. I, I don't know. Oh, even, yeah. People That's ask strong. me all the time, like, what's the weakness? And sure, Guardians yeah, can, you know, they have, like, a little bit better dice and can do things, and it's mm-hmm. maybe a little scary, but, um, you know, Malekith. And then... 
like I think Kingpin can be kind of scary for them. But to be honest with you, I don't know that this Avengers list has like big weaknesses at all, if any. I don't think so either. Um, I think the weakness of the, and this is my opinion, my my the weakness of the Avengers roster is going to be honestly the player. Um, because what I mean by that is, is uh, the, the key to Sam is keeping Sam alive. So if you put Sam in positions where he's going to be, you know, dazed, KO'd, then you don't have a leadership going forward, right? Especially with how fast you can kill in days and kill models. I, man, I got to say, I like, as long as Sam is not dying in like turn yeah. three ish, like, I actually don't care if Sam dies after that. Like, obviously, right. I don't want my characters to die, but like, there's definitely moments where I was like, please kill Sam so I could not be staggered. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but that was at what point in the game, though, right? I was like, what, round three? Yeah, well, it's usually like yeah. round four-ish, where yeah. at that point I stopped caring. I'm talking about like round one, round two. I, I had one opponent. He literally was like, wait, you can do that? Because it's like, I'm Sam died, <laughs> like literally removed from the table. I was like, yep, now I'm going to use my Sam trigger. Yeah. And he's like, judge. Judge, yeah, you can do yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, I it like, literally oh, says yeah, it on can. Sam's card. Oh, of course, yeah. he he saw the card. He, he yeah. just was double checking, but for sure. Do you blame him? Like, no, I know. I, I thought that at one point. I was like, no way, Sam. Like, gets another leader. <laughs> like, I killed him, right? Don't I get some kind of reward? Right, right, right. No, I get it, dude. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I. I definitely do not let Sam die. Like on turn two or three, that seems like a, a poor. Yeah, decision. that's that's where I think that's where life is going to get hard for the Sam player. But again, if you're piloting it correctly and you're keeping Sam out of danger, um, you know it's going to be a it's going to be a good day for the Sam player. I also I mean, find you know. actually trapping Sam is very difficult because once you <laughs> injure him. It's like he just like long move can like charge, push you away, yeah. like move. And the next thing you know, he's on the other side of the planet, you know, <laughs> and like he don't he just doesn't, he stops caring about you, you know. Yes, he does. So yeah, I think I agree with Chewy in that the Avengers list weakness is the pilot. And like the list gets like exponentially better when you bring the right things. Usually all the games I lose is because I brought the wrong character or, or two into mm-hmm. like whatever the matchup or the crises are. But whenever I bring the right characters, it's like pretty brutal to play into. Yeah. And not many things can interact with like Juggernaut and Hulk, for example. Like the top of the meta can interact with them. That's about it. Yeah, you know, and I'll say too, like there's no list chicken that works super well into Avengers because it's like, oh, if he brings Malekith, like Hulk's pretty good into that. Oh, he didn't bring Malkith? Well, Hulk's pretty good at everything, so it's fine. Pretty much, yeah. Like, there's, there's like almost no games where bringing Hulk and Juggernaut together is bad. Correct. Yeah. And if I can bring Hulk and Juggernaut without like ruining the rest of the roster, I feel indestructible, person. Yep. Honestly. Like, <laughs> yep. Nothing. Yeah, you do, dude. It's crazy. Uh, the, the one game I did play Juggernaut, it was I, I felt. It was one of my toughest games too, but man, I was not feeling like, I don't know. I, I guess in theory, anything can go wrong and you can lose, but I was feeling very confident about the game with, I think Juggernaut literally ended the game, like maybe like taking like three damage or something out of like, I believe it went six rounds. Wow. Like, it, you know, it's just like, it's not even that they're attacking him too much, but he just feels so overwhelming to people. 
Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, I don't want to have to deal with that guy. It's so much health. Like, you know, so they kind of try to ignore him. And then Hulk's just like, like, I don't envy my opponent's situation. Because like, 20 health on Hulk can feel like infinite health when he gets like a single extract and is running around. You know, it just feels like you're chasing this like indestructible monster. Um, where you almost need a character like Black Cat or Voodoo to even interact with him. So it's very tough. It's it's taxing. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, we've lost to Sam a bunch. I don't, oh, I yeah. I don't know how to beat him. Like, not consistently. Yeah. I mean, I was able to beat him with Web Warriors when, when the meta like wasn't built around. Like, this is before Hulk. Juggernaut came out, so that helped. Right. Yeah, it's a big diff- it's a bit different now yeah. than with LVO times. Like, I don't know, man. It's hard. I think Sam we all know Sam's overtuned. It just is what it is. Yeah, just as a three threat character, he's nasty. Um slinging those shields is very fun, but it's brutal for the opponent. Yeah, if any of them spike, it just completely goes downhill for your opponent, right? Because it's like, oh, I get to order my push and ricochet, so I guess I can push this character, ricochet to this character, do it again, and then it's like push you some more. And it's like, that was, am I playing Shuri while I'm also like <laughs> doing a bunch of damage and moving long across the table? Yeah, and hitting those ricochets, it's just, even if you fail somehow, it's like auto power. So it, that, that wild rolls basically says get another power. Yeah. So with when we're playing so many pay to flips, having that power consistently is also amazing. You know, we're like, if you're playing like Storm, who can't charge, can't move long. Uh, and then you just whiff your four dice attack. You don't have the power now to like even interact with the pay to flip. Exactly. Um, yeah. So he's just so consistent. I looked at whenever I th- was playing Sam, I looked at it as like playing bullseye or like, I was just happy to do one damage and I was hoping for wilds. I was mostly my mindset. Um, yeah. It's kind of like rolling impact webbings that like flurry, which when you put it that way is like kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. And hitting is is getting the wild, right? Yeah. So, exactly. That's all it is. It's so good. It's oh man, the look on my opponent's face when you're just roll like hit hit wild, <laughs> and they have like three dice. They're not in cover. Uh, yeah. They're not yeah. behind terrain apparently, and you know I'm shooting orbital shields. Uh, man, it's. That ugh, the, the, that is the fun of playing in real life, you know, and not TTS is uh, just enjoying those moments. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, we're gonna end it there. We have some more uh, talk in the coming weeks, probably about Malakith and probably about like the meta as a whole, more so than it was this episode. Um, Thank you for listening and see you uh, next time on The Danger Room. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our thoughts on the game. As the game changes, the information in this episode may become less relevant, so bear that in mind if you're listening from the future. We also want to thank Discount Games Inc. and Blackgate Games. If you don't have a local game store and they can't get what you're looking for, check out those guys. They'll sort you out. Finally, a big thank you to Atomic Mass Games for making such an awesome game. We'll see you next time in... The Danger Room. Simulation complete.